Just a heads up, we had some audio issues about 15 minutes into the podcast. We shouldn't realize until later. So it's not your computer that's screwed up. It's me. So I can assure you that I did not have dinner tonight. Certainly not with Ozzy Guillen. Uh, enjoy the podcast. Chicago Cubs baseball is caught the air. Hello and welcome to the third installment of the Obstructed View podcast. I am your intrepid point guard for the show, David Citrick. Uh, with me, as always, are my good friends, Miles Anley. Miles, say hi to the folks. Hey, everyone. And Jeff Hack. Jeff, how you doing? Doing good. Doing real good. Last night was a little harrowing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me be the first to say, fuck Wisconsin. <laughs> I hope Duke beats you 123 to 31. That would be a pretty exciting game if that was the score. <laughs> yeah, I would enjoy it. I, I would really enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it seems like a game appropriate for the swing offense. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we will... Uh, uh, well, good. We're, we're doing real good on the banter. So let's get right to... That's what toast uh, is for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But if we get, get right right to the agenda, first off, uh, some of you have decided uh, in what I can only imagine is a moment of poor decision-making that you care about what we think, so you have emailed us questions. Uh, we will start with those. Uh, intrepid reader Elliot asks, if the National League had a DH, how much quicker do you think Schwarber would be called up? Guys, any thoughts? I'm not sure he would be called up any earlier because I think the plan is probably just double A all year for him to see if he can catch. And if he can catch, then the timeline probably becomes sometime maybe at the end of 2016. And then, you know, if he can't, they'll find a place for him in the outfield. It's not like we have, we don't, we won't have room for him next year. Yeah, I actually thought this question was more interesting, not so much for Schwarber, uh, but for uh, Dan Vogelbach, though. He's kinda, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, yeah, exactly. He's, he's kind of cooled off a bit, I think, though I haven't looked at the stats lately. Yeah, he didn't have a great year last year. No, he's had two kind of sub, well, not exactly subpar. They weren't as awesome as his 2012 was. Well, but, yeah, and you, you kind of start to wonder if losing all that weight might, might yeah. have been a mistake. Because <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm bringing up his stats right now. Uh, come on, Fangrass, be faster. Uh, oh, that's right, he's on his Daniel. Yeah, actually, Fangrass is really finicky with him. I've dealt with that for years. Yeah. Um, so, last year he was in high A, posted a 268, 357, 429 line. Uh, still a, a 162 ISO, not, uh, y- you know, not terrible but not and that's certainly the Florida, that's the florida state league too sure but it's also the same uh like it's the same uh it's the same iso he put up in uh while well, he was in kane county as well sure. which um i mean i guess is encouraging given the fact that the florida state league is uh is notoriously offense suppressing but still i don't know it's it's a little troubling uh he's not yeah. not quite the 
monster bat that uh, we thought we were getting, uh, when he, especially from his first couple of years in, uh, in the minors. I do think that since the NL doesn't have a designated hitter, that there's probably less than a 5% chance that Vogelbach ever plays for the Cubs like yeah. at the major league level. Yeah, and, he seems like trade bait. Yeah. I do think that there would be a better chance if there was a designated hitter in the NL, but still, I think he's going to get traded for something. Well, when the next CBA is coming up, I wouldn't be surprised if that uh, shows up in there, though I don't think it'll actually happen in the next one. But No, no. I think the next one, there will be a big debate about it, and then the one after that will be the one that it actually happens. Yeah, that sounds about right to All me, right. too. Sooner the better, as far as I'm concerned. This oh, is totally agreed. I'm, t- yeah, I'm so I... tired of watching pitchers not name Carlos Sobrano hit. Exactly. Hey, Travis Wood's going deep five times this year. You count it. Yeah, yeah, I'll... I'll... I'll take that. I'll take the over on that. But you know what? It's going to be totally negated by the fact that John Lester will not get a hit this season. <laughs> yeah, he will throw to first about as often as he gets a hit, which is never. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, the uh, but yeah, I, I, as far as Schwarber goes, I, I agree with you. They, you know, the the Cubs don't seem like the kind of organization that. Uh, would torpedo his value that way and turn him into just a DH, especially when he uh, should be more than capable of of yeah. having defensive value somewhere, wherever it is. Schwarber is a better runner than I even thought. Because people told me, you know, he was a pretty decent runner. I watched that game yesterday, and when he was, uh, he, he scored, like, on a single to left field from second base. And he looked pretty quick i wouldn't be surprised if he was a decent left fielder if that's where short runs up i heard he looked pretty rocky behind the plate uh, well, I, I didn't, I didn't get the, for whatever i didn't get the game because i was blacked out but i heard he looked pretty rocky behind the plate in the yesterday's game he dropped he dropped a ton of pitches but then he had an absolute laser to to nail a base runner it was an awful attempt at a steal like <laughs> very ill-advised but he would have beat a good he would have beat a good attempt it was great that's but yeah, he, he he seems like not, he dropped a few pitches every inning. It, it he's got a lot to learn on. Doesn't, his doesn't bode well for your receiving skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm not worried about framing. I'm worried about catching it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's step one. Hey, all all falls under receiving. Uh, yeah. uh, okay, Ed asks how uh, has the way the Cubs have chosen to go about the rebuild. Uh, Parentheses fielding an MLB team that has been pretty unwatchable the past couple of seasons in order to develop a better farm system and parentheses affected your fandom in any way. Personally, I found it just a bit more difficult to get excited about the Cubs, and I feel like over the past couple of seasons I've become more cynical. I'm just curious if anyone has experienced something similar. Yeah, I would definitely uh, agree with that. I don't know how things are going to go now that the teams are the teams good again this year, but. It's been a lot harder to write, even aside from the fact that the team is good again. Yeah, I. I, uh, I don't know. I think that'll all disappear as soon as the uh, the, the the first winning season the uh, the team has. Like it seems, it seems to be the way this goes. I feel like interest waned in two thousand six, and people came back. Um, it's it, it seems to be the way of things with this. With I think with baseball in general, it seems like fans kind of disappear a little bit and lose enthusiasm when uh, when the team's not good, and then they come back and start filling it up as soon as the wins start piling up. I, I do think... I've, I've actually kind of enjoyed uh, this sort of dark period since about, oh, the 
about May of 2009. Uh, I'll, I'll put the, you down for uh, re-signing Cody Ransom then. <laughs> oh, not not at all for the major league team, but it's it, it's been actually nice for me because it's it, it was the impetus for me to really dive into the minors and start paying attention to that and and following prospects and uh, even just starting with you know the rise of Starling Castro. Um, all of these things that I'd never paid attention to before. Like, I, I think, uh, you know, going back to like 2004, 2005, the only prospect that was even really on my radar, uh, was Felix PA at any given point. Um, granted that's because the system sucked, but, yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, it, it, it felt good, especially as Theo came in and the farm, we started really putting together an exciting farm system. It, it felt nice having that to follow and having people, uh, you know, feeling sort of like in that insider's club, it's like, Oh, this guy's going to be really good someday. And, uh, and, and being there from the start for the, like the, the foundation of what has become this team that we're all excited, so excited about. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's nice. Like I didn't follow the minor leagues nearly as closely as a lot of the other people around the blog, but mm-hmm. It's nice to be able to see, hey, all these guys are here. Even when like Rizzo came up, it was like a, a yeah, event, event day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and not even and and for I don't know if it's been the same for you guys, but for me, not even just with the Cubs, but like just like learning about prospects around baseball, like uh, you know, I getting to catch uh, one of Garrett Cole's first couple of starts was really exciting for me. Just you know, having followed mm-hmm. that guy and knowing about the farm systems around the league and stuff like that, um, you know, and there are a lot of examples along that way. Um, but but that's that's been sort of a, a rewarding thing for me as far as a, a an experience as a baseball fan is just sort of finding all these avenues that I wouldn't have found if I'd been watching a winning team for the past four or five years. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't have preferred a winning team, but you yeah. know, I think it's, yeah, you can, if you're a fan of baseball, I feel like there's always something you can find to enjoy about it. I don't think I'm that cynical, but only because basically what you said, it, we've made progress somewhere. I feel like if I was a Phillies fan right now, I would feel a lot worse. Yeah. There's no light at the end of that tunnel. Well, even, yeah, exactly. Like I feel, I feel, I felt way more connected to this team in the Theo era than like, I was completely checked out from about 2010 through 2012. Like I didn't give a shit about this team because I knew they were going to be awful every year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And with no plan to fix it, like I, I would much rather engage with a 60 win team that uh you know is interesting and has and is building towards something than to just watch them churn out 76 to 81 win teams over and over again that had no chance at doing anything yeah i think the casual fan might be more cynical than us but i also think that the casual fan will see that we're three games over 500 in june and they'll forget all about this yeah, exactly. Only three so, games. Only three games. I thought the Cubs were going to win 120 games this year. Well, they're going to snap off an 80 game streak. Oh, okay. At some point, and that's that's how that'll happen. <laughs> I can't wait for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> watch Watch Theo flip over his desk. Uh, <laughs> big emotional Theo played by Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, Probably. <laughs> that seems exactly like the person that would play Theo Epstein. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Uh, he's Jewish, right? You know, we're oh, good. It's close uh, enough. Okay, that does it for the email. Does anybody have anything else they want to cover as far as those goes, or should we move on? Nope, I think we're good. So I guess the uh, the other topic we had, uh, Baez, Javier Baez, it turns out, was uh, misinformed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not on the plane. Not, uh, was uh, actually sent to uh, start the year in AAA Iowa, which I know you guys uh, were pretty okay with. I'm I'm a little disappointed, but I understand. Um, thoughts on this, you guys? What uh, what kind of year do we see shaping up for Javi Baez? When do you think he does uh, get another crack at the Major League roster? Um, yeah, I think he'll be back up by the end of May. Um, I mean, it's not like he was just having a bad spring. I mean, he's clearly still working on stuff. Um, I know mm-hmm. Sahadev was talking about how like he was working on all this stuff down in the winter leagues and like seeing more pitches and it was kind of like they did with Castro two years ago, I guess now I think. Sure. Um, and you know it went terribly for Castro in 2013, but once he you know got back to being Castro again, I think at least some of those lessons stuck. I mean, he's been walking more and better hitter. I think it's just going to take some time. Then why not yeah, sure. why, why not have him there then get booed by everyone in Chicago for two months that's that's definitely uh, a real thing um, and, and there is you know at a certain point you get that Jock Jones Milton Bradley syndrome where you just get on someone and get on the meathead's bad side and it just turns real ugly mm-hmm. but I, I actually think he'll be up before the NMA I think Bryant will come up in like the end of April and then Maybe two weeks after Bryant's up, I think they'll call Baez back up. As long as he's not absolutely like proving that he's not worth it. Or not I ready. Th- <laughs> yeah, well, you yeah, not yeah. ready. Hasn't earned um, it yet, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, especially if he... Uh, the interesting thing to me will be what will happen if he's still striking out at the same rate, but he goes down to Iowa and continues to just crush everything. Uh, that that creates an interesting situation because yeah. what do you, I mean, what do, you it, do? I mean, it's not, it's not like he was striking out against all major league pitchers in spring training. I mean, he was striking out against everyone. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's fair. I mean, I mean uh, last last year in spring training, I mean, he struck out a ton, but he still not had not quite a Chris Bryan esque uh, spring. But I guess if you count in, in terms of a total homer footage. Um, yeah, about the same. Though I guess Brian's it's a bomb too. Six home runs at 520 feet a pop. Is yeah, still yeah, a lot of feet. So he struck out, but he opened some eyes. This year he just struck out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it makes me sad. I, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that worried. Not that worried. Yeah, I'm not worried either. It just, I, I really, I really want some hobby buys in my life. That, uh, yeah, that, yeah. of the, you know, it's. Yeah, I, I I think we've had this conversation on Twitter before, uh, but, you know, I understand intellectually that uh, Chris Bryant's the best prospect. I think uh, Addison Russell is probably the over, like, Chris Bryant has my head, uh, you know, Addison Russell has the tools, but Javi Baez will always have my heart. Yeah. <laughs> he, he also adds a plus three Instagram war to the Cubs as soon as he joins the team too. Oh, just with his uh, with his selfie game. The fucking swagger on that kid is so like I just want that's especially with Soriano gone. I want someone who's gonna just have some attitude and be fun to watch. Good God, he has the only neck tattoo I like in baseball. Uh, that MLB logo, so awesome. <laughs> 
the Wrigley Field needs someone dropping to their knees while they have to hit a home run swing. That I want that. Well, now, R- R- Rizzo stepped up a little bit, if you remember him, trying to start a fight with the entire Reds dugout at the end of last season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, you see, and that is, like, that is the thing uh, that, you know, if I have a concern or some cynicism is that, uh, you know, you think about some of those Red Sox teams during the Theo era, uh, not a lot of personality there. And when there was personality, it was fucking Papelbon being a dick. Like, I, w- I want, I want some, I don't know, I want a Zimbrano on this team. I want someone, or a Soriano, like, I want someone who's fiery and likable and has energy or... Zabrato is the swagger coach. Yeah, exactly. Both of, those, both of those players are still available if you want to go ahead and extend oh, the invitation out. Don't tempt me. Uh, um, can you like can you just imagine Carlos Zambrano third base coach? That would be fun. <laughs> I can imagine it. Or bull, bull, bullpen, bullpen coach. You can see him running in for the bullpen at the start of <laughs> any possible fight. He's there. <laughs> Uh, Carlos Zambrano as like a, the new young Don Zimmer that's how it's just old and ready to throw down. Uh, okay. Uh, the uh, looks like the only other thing we had we wanted to talk about was uh, playoff predictions and wins for the Central. I did not do any research for this whatsoever, so this is going to be some wild ass guessing on my part. So we will start with you guys. Man, this is hard. I don't want to say I have the Cardinals winning the division, but I do. Though I'm not going to predict like 98 wins like a bunch of the Cardinals guys seem to be. Like I bet them at probably about 92. Uh, The Pirates around uh, 86. Cubs at 83. Brewers at 74. And the Reds at 72. That's uh, a... That seems... I don't know that I see anyone in this division winning 90 games this year. Like, I think this could actually, especially if anyone gets injured anywhere, like, if you get an injury to Andrew McCutcheon, and I think this becomes, like, one of those 500 wins the division sort of seasons. Well, I mean, the Cardinals are still, you know, pretty good. Even no, I... Garcia hurt again. But are they? They're, they're a little, like, they're a little old, and they, uh, you know, they have... Jason Hayward contract here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, Jason Hayward wasn't great last year. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's say, but he's uh, moving over. I had to say that he's moving over to the NL, but he's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's not what. What about what significantly is changing about? Oh, wait, hang on. Never mind. I take it back. He put up a five-win season. I am an idiot. How much is that? Is how much of that is defense? Well, yeah, uh, looks yeah, like 17 and, runs on defense, so that's... Uh, and not to mention the Cardinals were awful in right field last year, even with Tavares. Yeah. 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 Um, their, their outfield is actually pretty deep, he, too. Put up a 384 slugging last year. Like, that's... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of with you. I think the Cardinals are the class of the division, but I see him at, like, 92 wins. I like. I think they'll be good, but I could easily see them. You know, eighty-seven, eighty-eight range. Like, there's not like it doesn't. Not it, it seems like a team where not a lot has to go wrong for them to get into trouble. Yeah, but, yeah I'll, I'll agree. Well, like if Johnny Peralta falls off a cliff and he's old, plays shortstop. They've got Pete Cosma at shortstop, and you can't actually make the playoffs if Pete Cosma starts for you. 
Yep. Wait, is, is, it, is, is it Pete Cosmo or is it a... I always mix him up with the guy in the Reds that Dusty kept adding second. Pete Cosmo is the Cardinals one, right? Yeah, Pete Cosmo. Who's, who's the Reds guy I'm thinking of? Cesar like is Turris. Oh, yeah, no. Cozart. Um, Cozart. Was it Cozart? Oh, Cozart. Yep, yep. Yep. There we go. Yeah, they both have Zs in their names. It throws me off. They're like the same player in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, Cosmo's the one that put up a line worse than Travis Wood last year. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just, and I don't, like, it. I, I, I haven't been, I wasn't as good about following the minors last year, but it seemed like outside of Tavares that there wasn't a huge amount of, like, they don't have a lot of depth waiting in the wings to, like, if something... Oh, it's, all, really? it's all pitching, all pitching, pitching, pitching with them. I mean, as, as, as much as, much as the Cubs are too. about position players, they're with pitching. Yeah. yeah. But Which, you're right. Yeah. Like, they have a, if they have an infield, like, Owie, there's really no one that I can think of offhand. It's, yeah. that, that that seems like a problem. <laughs> um, Who knows? But is Rafael Farcall still available? The, Could they bring him back for the eighth time? Yeah. Yeah, but I get. I mean, you're right. With their their pitching resources, they can make a trade and be in it. So yeah, maybe I'm just sour grapes and want to see them fail. But oh, I'd I, I, I'd, I'd be very glad to be I wrong on that one. Yeah, yeah. I I really hope the. I mean, I I hope the Cubs surprise and take everything. But uh, I I don't know. My my personal prediction. I I and the win totals are going to be fuzzy here because I haven't really thought about it that much. But. Um, you know, I, I I think Pirates are probably about 87, 88 wins. Uh, put the Cardinals in that 88, 89 range. So, you know, whoever you want to put. I, I think they're pretty much – I think I see them as being on pretty equal footing. Maybe I'm under-appreciating the Cardinals there. but uh, I'm probably under-appreciating the Pirates. I feel like the number I put was too high. I don't know. I just just, just... – Something about well, that team. If anyone's going to underappreciate the Pirates, it's going to be me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pedro Alvarez has got to give him something besides, you know, like he's got to at least hit two thirty. <laughs> but um, I don't know. They've, they've. I just feel like with the talent they've got coming up, they still have um, the. Uh, Oh, is is Glass now? Where's Glass now in their system right now? Is is there a shot we see, see him this year? I think it's possible, but probably not until at least Super Two. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I don't know. It just feels like they're a team that's gonna like they at least feel like a team that's gonna get better every year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I see. I I I think. I just don't trust their pitching staff at all, other than Cole. The rest of those guys, I could see. Well, I don't even trust Cole, because he can't stay healthy. Yeah, that's true. Though I'd still take their staff over the Brewers. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the Brewers. I think the the Brewers and Reds are probably fighting it out for last place, uh, with the Reds probably coming a little bit on top. I think they have more talent right now. I could see them both in the low 70s win totals eventually after selling off pieces at the deadline. And the Cubs, I don't know, 500, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> I think I see the NL Central a lot differently than you guys do. So like, I have the Cardinals at like 90, 91, 92 wins probably. And I actually think the Cubs are the second best team in the Central. 
but not because I think the Cubs are great. I think they'll win 83 games, 84 games. But I just look at the Pirates. I just look at the Pirates, and I don't see them being that great. Josh Harrison was really good last year, but that I mean, I maybe it's I'm biased because I saw him a lot when he was on the Indianapolis Indians. He doesn't. He doesn't wow me. I don't think he's going to be great this year. And then, his, of his, course, uh, his BP player comment was hilarious. Like, no, it was, I, I don't it, know it offhand. Uh, I, th- I think I had it in the, the preview that I did a couple weeks ago from the from the annual. But it was like it was just them just regurgitating all their previews of him for like the past like five years, and they're like, I just don't understand oh, what the Pirates that, see yeah. in this guy, and like they really need to cut bait, and they love all these short third basemen or something along those lines, and then suddenly they're like, Yeah, wow, we were wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, poss- it's possible he's way better than I think. But I look at that lineup, and it's good, but it's not great. McCutcheon's awesome, but then you're, you are you got to get a step forward from someone like Polanco or Starling Marte or Pedro Alvarez has to get hit 230, which he's shown is a struggle for him. Well, to be fair, like Starling Marte could probably OBP 230 just on his hit by pitches alone. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's got a huge bat pip, too. So, I mean, it's a decent lineup, but I don't think it's a world beater. And that rotation is one injury away from being awful. I mean, are you on the Francisco Liriano train? No. Though I am very much much on the uh, laughing at the Phillies for A.J. Burnett saying, you have to take less money to play somewhere else because you guys are awful. Yeah, that was incredible. I didn't know that he took less. I thought he got the same deal from the Pirates, but no. no he would have gotten twelve million from the Phillies and only got eight from the Pirates. That's I was looking up. I, I was looking up. Uh, I, for for what it's worth, on the pitching side, uh, Tyon is uh, facing live batters and is kind of starting to come back a little bit here. That that could be yeah a, a factor for sure. I think this is the the year that Pittsburgh isn't that good because they've got arms for days in the, in yeah. the minors. And I think and everyone on the team is pretty young. So they'll be good, but I don't think they're going to be great this year. Well, and that's the thing. Like, it seems to me, like, other than, you know, uh, we we have Lester and they don't. But other than that, it seems like the Pirates are just sort of a better version of where the Cubs are right now. <laughs> I, I think our rotation's a little better, but I I could buy that argument. I'm I'm probably a little bit of a homer here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're a Pirates fan and you're looking at Kyle Hendricks, are you a believer there? Sure, sure, sure. exactly. You know, well, I mean, they uh, don't know that he's Greg Mannix. Sure. I mean, who does at this point? Um, you know, it's you could like if you're being cynical about, you could really find some. You, you know, uh, John Lester is pretty old at this point, and you know, any time after thirty. Anything could happen with a pitcher. Yep. Uh, Jake Arrieta had one good year. Prove it again. Uh, Kyle Hendricks, who the fuck? Travis Wood was garbage last year. Like, there's not, you know, you could definitely make an argument that uh, the the Cubs rotation could be pretty terrible if things spin the wrong way. I agree. Jason Hamill's um, about as meh as it gets. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, like, they're not going to get what they got in the first half last year. Again, that's for sure. I he's keep only, hoping that we're going to trade him for Addison Russell again. He's, he's only had <laughs> he's only had three seasons out of nine. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. He's only had three seasons out of nine with an ERA under four. I mean, and yeah. he's got a lot of miles on that arm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. The. Uh, 
if if you look closely under the right lens, you could see a lot. Of, like everyone is is pretty bright and cheery about this Cubs team right now, but you could see a lot. You could see it going wrong in a lot of ways. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this kind of podcast. And, and well, and and that's that's the thing. Like, if uh, I, I do think if they, you know, if something terrible happens in April and May and they get buried, like they'll figure out a way to to win seventy three games, like. Yeah. And so just to finish up, I actually think the Brewers are going to hit the hit the ball a ton. And that rotation's awful, but I think they're probably going to surprise people if you are surprised by 77 wins. <laughs> okay, I was going to say yeah. don't go crazy here. And then the Reds, the Reds are really really bad. I think they might be the sneaky worst team in baseball. Did I see someone saying Jason Marquis was in the NL Central again? He yes. is their first starter. Yes, I, 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 tweeted, I, tweeted, I tweeted the other day that uh, I just noticed that, that Jason Marquis yeah. would be pitching in Great American Ballpark and just up my Chris Bryant home run projection to 78. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Call up Javi on that day, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Reds are sneakily just really, really bad. But they have, they have maybe one person that projects to have an OPP of 340 or higher on their whole team. And their fourth their fourth starter is, and I'm not kidding, it is Jason Marquis because Homer Bailey is injured. When he's back, he'll be he'll slide into their fifth spot. But that's just incredible. Maybe Bailey will uh, come back from his injury, throw two more no-hitters of an ERA of eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Man, that dude killed my fantasy baseball season last year. I had a decent shot at winning, uh, except I spent two months waiting for Homer Bailey to turn it around. Uh, okay. Are we going to do the other divisions, just playoff teams? I mean, okay. Yeah, let's, let's, let's just pick who wins the division. We don't need to do yeah, one for, sure. for sure. Let's get the easy ones out of the way first and do the yeah. NL East and West. Yeah, yeah, Nationals and Dodgers. Yeah, Nationals and Dodgers. Yep. I, I think the, the Mets are better than people think, but they still have no chance. The Nationals are going to yep. Nationals are going to win like 100 games this year. No, I, I have a feeling oh, that the, the Mets... How many, the, how, many years, how many years in a row have people said that about sure, the Nationals? Sure, but now the Braves and the Phillies are so bad that yeah. they get to play those teams 19 times each. It's We're about due for a surprise Marlins being good year, aren't we? Yeah, I think the Marlins are going to be pretty decent. Yeah, if but, uh, uh, Fernandez is back, right? He's not back yet, but he will be soon. He's throwing live BP, I think, but I'm not sure if he's back. Back. Uh, yeah, I'm, not that, I'm not that high on the Mets. I mean, they'll have they'll have Harvey back, but uh, I, I think that the uh, disease that afflicted the Baltimore Orioles a couple of years ago has probably uh, gone up the uh, the Amtrak line to to New York, and they'll have like six guys get Tommy John this year. That's my prediction. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess they, I guess they already had one, right? Isn't like was it like Wheeler's hurt or? Yeah, Wheeler's hurt. That hurts him. Is Syndergaard in AAA this year? Yeah, but I think they're doing the same thing that we're doing with Bryant. Sure. Okay. Um, And that's and that's baseball reasons for everyone out there. Sure. Baseball reasons. Yeah. Nothing less. Yeah. So then, AL Central. I got the Indians. 
You know, it's a weird thing. That's another one of those. Uh, I, I see that being a division where 500 wins it again or something pretty close to it. Yeah, I have no uh, idea what to think of that division. Yeah. I mean, I think, you can make an argument for the top four in that division to win it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, well, take, the, I'll, yeah. I'll take the White Sox, I guess. But it's going to be real close. I mean, I uh, fuck it. I'm picking the Royals. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> hey, it's equally valid. I, I yeah. think you could pull those out like, of the hat. It's a it's a dice roll. Like nobody in that division is super good. Uh, everybody has their their warts. It, yep. Who cares? I I hope it's the <laughs> Twins. It would be fun to have a winning team here. As lo- I really all I want out of this baseball season from the AL Central is for Byron Buxton to <laughs> have a healthy year. Yeah, me too. And to maybe see Sano get some time in the big leagues. That would be. Uh, I wonder if that's in the cards for him. It might be, but it would probably just be a September call-up sort of thing. Yeah. I'm just hoping Rodon is awesome. Sure. I kind of hope he's not awesome. I used to be a huge White Sox hater growing up in Northwest Indiana, but uh, I think baseball is better when both those teams are good. I mean, fair enough. I just, like, it's not even... I lived with a guy who was a huge... In 2005, I lived with a guy, I had a college roommate that was a huge White Sox fan, and he was the most disgusting person I've ever lived with in my life. The dude weighed 350 pounds and would was a vegetarian, quote-unquote, except he would make spaghetti with meat sauce <laughs> and he would he would throw spaghetti at the wall and just leave it there <laughs> and then he would sit there and he would make these dorito sandwiches on white bread and he would sit on the couch and he would just watch dorito dust fall into the carpet forever and he would sit there and he would scream ozzy ball baby ozzy ball just all year and i it made me hate the white Sox so much yeah they got fun players i mean you know like sale and abreu and yeah rodon even quintana and, quintana is very underrated yeah He's, yeah abreu is a fun guy to watch yeah holy shit i think it's possible that he's he ends up being the best player that isn't mike trout in the al yeah. yeah, that's that's certainly feasible. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we got we got Chris Bryant with like a sixteen more season, so I'm glad you yeah. clarified yeah. Uh, the AL there. <laughs> and then uh, AL East, I have the Orioles. Like I just I, I do while we're talking about that. Sure. Like we're making all these jokes, but like, how much would everyone lose their mind if all of a sudden Chris Bryant came up and? pulled a Mike Trout out of his ass. Like, that would ruin baseball forever, right? Like, no one could be a prospect ever yeah, yeah. and come up and do anything less than an MVP caliber season without people just shitting all over them. He would definitely ruin it for all the other prospects in the Cubs system. It's like, no, I, don't, I don't care, because we'll have Chris Bryant, so... I'll yeah, be, yeah, yeah. I'll be too busy watching Chris Bryant to be, to be too worried about it. <laughs> Like, if Chris Bryant comes up and pulls a 10-war season out of his ass, is Byron Buxton just sitting there going, like, you fucking white guys. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that would make me laugh real hard. Uh, anyway. Um, 
I'll, I'll take Toronto in the East again and watch them win like 77 games or whatever they did last time I took them. Uh, I'll pick Tampa in the East. Yeah, if the AL Central is a four-team race, I think the AL East, I think the last place team will be like eight games out of first at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. I think all five of those teams are interchangeably. Eh. Yep. Um. Yeah, I like it's it's again it's one of those pull a name out of the hat divisions. I mean, there are a lot of those. Yeah, just a like nobody is really like that, and that's so the I thing. Well, the Nationals, the Dodgers, and then shrug them. Yeah, <clears throat> but there's yeah. Other than the Nats and the Dodgers, I don't really feel like there's a, a there, especially in the AL. There are no super teams out there. That, that's exactly Every, right. Um. So, I don't know, I guess this is what parody looks like in baseball. Everybody's kind of, like, we're slowly becoming the NFL where everybody's just sort of sh- vaguely shitty. <laughs> flawed, flawed. Yeah. Anyhow, okay, we got, uh, we've been jumping around on this. So we got the AL West. I got the Mariners. Angels. I don't, I don't know why so many people show high on the Mariners, but that's just my non-AL a- bias. Uh, I'm showing. low on the Angels. I actually don't think either of those teams is that great. Uh, I'm, I like the Rangers for a rebound year, personally, but that's just me. I, I like the Astros to get to, like, 74 wins and have everyone in the front office patting each other on the back on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> sure, before everyone gets injured again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a, a buddy of mine who's an Astros fan, and he's still like talking himself into Mark Appel. <laughs> Just like, oh, you sad boy. <laughs> I was like, I keep every now and again texting him. I was like, you realize you could have had both Byron Buxton and Chris Bryant in your system right now, right? And he was like, yeah, but Correa's going to be good. And I still like, I liked Mark Appel at the time. I was like, oh, you're you're drinking a cool, buddy. That's what they got to do. Yeah. What else? What else do they have to look forward to? <laughs> I mean, hey, they got point. two first-round picks, so they can look forward to the draft. Yeah, yeah. And see, seeing how I would be would be hilarious. If they managed to have have all their negotiations fall apart again, and see if they can get three picks next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, they, they, uh, I, don't, I don't think that could that could work. I, I don't think you could roll over a pick twice for whatever. You can't. But, I don't think you can. It would be, fun. it would, it would be funny though if it happened. Yeah. Do they do they have the top two? I think they have first and third. First and third, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you well, hit on like, both of them, like oh, second uh, and fourth. No, I think it's like second and fourth. They didn't have the number one pick from this year, right? They weren't the worst team. Oh, it's I mean, second and fifth because the Diamondbacks were. Really uh, yeah, right. yeah, that sounds right. Okay. I hope I would just be so happy with the fifth pick if they just popped Aiken again. <laughs> uh, not with the injury. I wouldn't wouldn't think. Like, well, I mean, uh, Hoffman last year went tenth, I think, and he had TJ right before the draft. So. Yeah, I think I think I'd even seen. I don't know if it was Keith Law or someone else that said that. Even if Aiken had gotten injured before the draft, he still would have gone in the first round. Yeah, sure. Um. Okay. Uh. So at least AL West or NL West. Well, I think we all talked the Dodgers. Although, actually, no. Oh, that's Dodgers. right. Sorry, I don't <laughs> think the Dodgers are that great. I mean, I think they're the second best team in, the, in baseball, but I think the Nationals are a lot better than the Dodgers are. Sure. 
Yeah, they seem to like the Nationals seem better constructed. It seems like the it seems like the Dodgers are one of those like, all right, we're just gonna get like it, they feel like one of those Yankees teams that you know everybody thought was gonna be really everybody always thought we're gonna be really good, and then they always you know were sort of meh. Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're just gonna put a giant pile of money out behind home plate instead of a catcher, and that'll do a re- <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll do a real good job of throwing those pitchers for the umpire. Uh, thing about the giant pile of money, real soft receiving hands. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, It'll do a good but, job of handing the ball back to the ump. <laughs> um, what is what? Ex- what exactly is the Dodgers outfield gonna look like? Don't they have like ten outfielders at this point? <laughs> yeah, it's Peterson yeah. and uh, Puig. Who else? Oh, Puig and uh, Crawford still, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Andre Ethier's expiring contract, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, well, and then they've got Jack Peterson. Wait, he's not an outfielder, is he? Yeah, Peterson's a center fielder. Center fielder, Okay, yeah. So, like, yeah, it seems like they have, uh, I don't know, it feels like that's going to be a problem at some point. (laughs) Um, Well, we'll see. They have Ethier and Vance like in the... Okay, you guys don't seem nearly as concerned as I do, but that's fine. I'm concerned. Well, I obviously I don't give a shit how the Dodgers do, but yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think they're that great other places. Sure, they're still depending on like Juan Uribe and Jimmy Rollins, which is a good idea for a team in 2005, but not <laughs> great for a team in 2015. Yeah, excellent point. Cool. Did we miss any divisions? I think that's it. No. no. Okay. Yeah. Cards? Anybody? I have, I have the Mets and the Giants and the NL and the Angels and the Tigers and the and the AL. Um, yeah, go, that sounds about right to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, go pi- Pirates and Padres and the NL. And I don't care in the AL. Um, but I guess I should pick something though. Um, <laughs> I guess the uh, who am I missing in the AL West? It's thrilling radio here. Astros, Rangers. Oh yeah, I'll take the. Uh, I don't want to take the A's. So I'll, t- I'll take two two more AL Central teams. Um, I'll take the Indians and the uh, Tigers. Sure. Oh. You guys don't care for the Rangers, huh? No. Hugh Darvish is out for the year again. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they won the division, but. I just don't see it. I don't know why. I'm probably too busy looking in 2014. Like I'm a little down on the Angels, but I'm still way higher on them than the rest of the division. It's still, I mean, like they, they, I, I just, I don't know. The, the Rangers still, like they, it feels like they underperformed last year, and uh, they've still got a hell of a farm system. <laughs> they've still got guys coming up. No, they're not Mike Holt anymore, though. So, yeah. Well. <laughs> Who does? The Cubs for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope uh, Mike Olt is renting in Chicago. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to see what that uh, that Mike Olt beef castle package brings back. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's some of Edwin Jackson's contract. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, that 
kind of covers everything we had on the agenda, unless we wanted to do... Oh, we did want to do... We were talking about uh, picking, doing a draft according to strikeouts. I don't know exactly how we want this to work. This was your idea, Miles. You lead us the way on this. Okay, so let's just do a snake draft. We'll each take three people, and we'll add up their strikeouts at the end of the year. Okay. And Very this, simple. This is, this is most offensive strikeouts or least offensive strikeouts? Most. 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 All right. <laughs> Come on, we're Cubs fans. Sure. Fair enough. Um, random number generator says, David, you go first. I go first. All right. Well, you know, um, got to go chalk here. I'll take Javi Baez, because why not? Okay. And then um, I'm second, and I'll take Rizzo. All right. Well, I'll take Chris Bryant. Yeah. Oh, that's a hot take. <laughs> and then you get the next one, too. And... Uh, I feel like if this were by strikeout percentage, I'd take John Lester, but uh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take uh, I'll take Alcantara. Alcantara, that's interesting. He might not get enough PAs, but he'll strike out a lot. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Starlin Castro. Oh, I I'm getting the steal of this draft. I'm taking Solaire. Oof. And then you get the next one, too. Um, there's no way he should have fell to me there. Uh, um, well, he, he might just be on the on the DL for half the season, so... Well, yeah, that's a fair point. Well, point. he's got the new exercise routine and is in the best shape of his life, so uh, maybe yeah. not. Um, hmm, who do I want after that? Um... Um, so two rounds it is, guys. <laughs> we we really. I'm gonna hang on. Let me let me see who is. Let me go to baseball perspectives and sort. No, I'm just well. It's not because it's not going to be. Oh, that's uh that might be. Yeah, I think I am going to take. Yeah, I'll take Caesar. Okay, you're going to be very high on his playing time. Well, I mean, it's like, at that point, it's between him and Olt and, like, you know, who you want to, like, at least, at least, like, Caesar not get traded. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take Miguel Montero. Yeah, that's probably who I was thinking. Now you're going to have to make me think some more. Damn it. I guess I'll go with Dexter Fowler since he's the last starter left. <laughs> oh, you're not a believer in Coughlin playing 160 for us this year? No. Yeah. Has he never? He's never played a hundred more than one hundred and twenty-five. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that's I actually think there's like it. You know, you you make fun of me, but I think there's a a decent chance Caesar sees a fair amount of playing oh, time. Oh no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. There are ways to envision him playing a lot of left field, especially you know he's had a pretty good spring and uh, has has you know impressed some people. Like I, I could see him. You know, and if and if Alcantara really struggles, like he could fill that sort of super sub role a little bit. Yeah. Nobody's really crazy about Tommy Listella, huh? 
<laughs> he doesn't strike out. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not crazy. Took, I'm surprised he took Castro. Castro doesn't strike out that much. I just think he's going to play 160 games. Oh, okay. Hopefully. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. All right. So, yep. That, uh, I think that about does it. Um, any recording, other uh, final parting I'll be, thoughts? I'll be recording next week from Denver since I'll be at that series. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. It's my closest stadium, only five and a half hours away. <laughs> yeah. So is that a how is that a good drive or? Yeah, it's actually pretty pretty good. I mean, I'll be basically driving through the Rockies the whole way, so it'll uh-huh. be kind of cool. Just hope all yeah, the, passes, the passes aren't snowed in anymore. So. Yep. Hopefully, we'll not be zero and six when that happens. I was gonna say yeah. That's uh. <laughs> uh Hopefully, yeah, hopefully we've got a good, we put together a good, you know, three and four week, uh, and uh, we'll we'll have something fun to talk about for the next episode. Uh, until then, send your questions to, what's the email address again, Miles? It is the ovblogpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Uh, yep. Send your questions to that. I've already forgotten it. Hopefully you haven't. Yep. Uh, <laughs> or you hit a Twitter, Twitter, OV Podcast. You said, send your tweets to at OV Podcast. Send your carrier pigeons to uh, Mexico because Jeff needs someone to talk to. Uh, send your ice cream to sick children. Uh, send your opinions about this bit that I'm deciding to do every time to me to tell me to stop. Uh, send sunshine to Minnesota because, God damn it, I'm sick of this cold gray weather. Uh, send your mom uh, my regards. Oh. I have to it's been a type of podcast. <laughs> Oh, that made me laugh way harder than I should have. Uh, okay, that'll do it uh, for this episode of the Obstructed View podcast. Uh, guys, say goodbye. Bye. Uh, as always, Kevin Brown is a tire fire. You listen to every word.